Hi, this is George Denholm. And this is Dustin Weber. Welcome to the 5x2 podcast, where each week we discuss Christian discipleship. We hope that you'll find this podcast interesting and informative, but also challenging as you strive to grow in your discipleship to Jesus, our Lord and Savior. This week, we will be talking with Adam Krebs and Gretchen Newell as we discuss groups at St. Peter's. So Gretchen and Adam, we appreciate you taking the time to to join us today. I know you both have been on a a podcast episode before, but can you tell us a little bit about yourselves to get us started? Uh, Gretchen, do you want to start us off, please? Absolutely. I'm Gretchen Newell, have been at St. Peter's for 75 years and counting. Nice. Uh, My name is Adam Krebs. I've been at St. Peter's for 27 years now. And counting. And counting. All right. So, Gretchen, you're probably one of our favorite guests. I think you've been on here more often than our, except for our guest host, Julie, who's been with us on, on a couple episodes on one of the Bible series. But since the last time we talked to you, Gretchen, anything new going on in your life? I'm older. Aren't we all? Oh, my. I find this new stuff that's going on at church very exhilarating. It's good for us old folks to get a little shake-up. You don't feel like you're being left out? Not at all. All right, good. Adam, something new's happened in your life, I think, since the last time we talked. Yeah, I think so. And you want to share that with us? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, So just recently engaged as of May 12th. Yeah, I've been working on wedding planning or walking alongside someone who is wedding planning and helping it where I need to be. Do what you need to do. Do right? what I need to do. So yeah. you get to plan. I know you get to plan the honeymoon, right? I'm on, the, I'm on the honeymoon planning. I helped book St. Peter's. Okay. So. All right. So you did the important things. You got the venue and you got the location afterwards. And, exactly. And then you'll show up in between. And then I'll show up in between. Got okay. Right. Can I just say that my daughter Meg is the one that got Adam hooked up with his girl. That's really? true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Now, th- this sounds like a story in itself, but I, I, I think we need to save that <laughs> not for this episode. Really, in this episode, we really want to start talking a little bit about groups. We've been in a long a series of episodes about our Sunday morning Bible class on speaking grace and truth. But we want to kind of bridge back to some things we've talked about in the past with our five by two discipleship plan. And we want to go back to talking about groups in general. Did I say the right thing, Sunday, Bible, Sunday morning Bible groups? You said Sunday morning Bible class. Oh, see, we're making adjustments. We're saying the new things, Gretchen. So the, the Sunday morning Bible group is wrapping up as, uh, as we are recording this. Uh, this episode will actually drop in a couple weeks. But we invited Gretchen and Adam because both of them have been involved in some other forms of groups before. And now they're both involved in our connect groups. So I want to go back and like get some history. Gretchen, you have more history. Mm. Can you just share a variety, of the, the, some of the different kinds of groups that you've been in over the past? Well, lots of different kinds of Bible studies and Sunday school groups. But what I've noticed, a lot of times we Lutherans tend to make things pretty intellectual. And a lot of it is focused around learning and learning the Bible, learning what God expects of us. It's not always as relational. So I think this new study is much more relational. The Seasoned Saints, which, by the way, I don't know who came up with that name, but doesn't Seasoned Saints make you think of a grill, like a piece of meat on a grill? Well, funny you should bring that up because that is one of the topics in the first Connect Group meetings. (laughs) Indeed it is. So uh, at any rate, the Seasoned Saints, one of the things they've been trying to do is build relationships. And I find it interesting 
I'm going to give you an example. I went to a breakfast and there were only like six of us that showed up at this breakfast of the seasoned saints. But I sat with Mike Clancy. Well, I've known Mike Clancy forever. I know his parents. I know his sisters. I know Mike Clancy. I found out like three different things I didn't know. Didn't know he was a pilot. There were so many things that I didn't know about Mike just from being in casual conversation with him. And now I kind of connect with Mike on a different level because I know different things about him. And I think that's going to be one of the advantages of the new Connect groups. Well, you're already jumping the shark a little bit there and and telling us about what the difference is. I want to back up a little bit, though, since you've got some experience. Mm -hmm. In the 30 years I've been at St. Peter's, it seems like we have gone kind of in, in cycles where we really focus on on socialization for a while and then we really so focus on digging deeper for a while and then it seems like there's a go back and forth thing so i know at one time before i got here most of the groups that weren't on Sunday morning were really just social groups. Is that correct? Well, yes, indeed. A lot of groups were just, they just got together. The His and Hers Club, isn't that a great name? The His and Hers Club would get together strictly for social. That's right. But then you had groups like Lifelight that were mm-hmm. deeper. And I know you were you were part of the Lifelight process. because you. Yeah, I think you gave the lectures for a while, didn't Did. you? But you've been in some other groups, too. I I know that you've got kind of an accountability group of some ladies you've been with for a while. I know we were at a retreat that you were leading, and they came out and prayed over you before we started. Yep, yep. I think the smaller groups sometimes are better for the deepening of the relationships. And so that certainly, and when you study God's word together, when you get to know each other well enough that you're praying over each other's families and each other's concerns, it just takes that socialization to a totally different level. So, you know, that's kind of a tight group that really gets close. You've been in some Bible study groups where it was just kind of general. Uh, I know that we were involved with a couples group with you. You get a little bit deeper, but there's still a lot of Bible study involved. Now, Adam, you probably haven't had nearly those experiences, but I know that I've been in several Bible groups with you. Yeah. Uh, we, we had one during uh, high school, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had the high school group and then the college group. I think that's my main experience as far as like small groups at St. Peter's goes was throughout high school and college. Okay. And then recently you've been in a D group for a couple years. Yeah, and then the D group uh, for the what past two years. So tell me a little bit about each one of those groups. What was it that you did? What were some of the focuses that you had in those groups? Yeah, I feel like the high school group was kind of a good balance of both deep learning as well as like the fellowship aspect. Because I know that group of friends, we were close throughout high school. And then even into college, we kind of carried that group on and you helped organize that at your house. And then yeah, the college group, I felt like it was a fellowship yet still trying to do some discipleship, studying God's word a little bit more deeply because our group asked a lot of the kind of the hard, harder questions and brought up more of the more difficult, I guess, situations to talk about. So that really helped my faith deepen and kind of just hold me grounded to my faith throughout college too. And then, yeah, this D group that you pulled me into, was it back in 2021? It's been two, two years now, so 20, 2021. 2021 is when yeah. we started. And we did the whole uh, two-year Bible read-through, and then we've brought in some more people, and we're going to continue that. It's been some of my favorite, I guess, group activities at St. Peter's. So for both of you, let's go just generically, what are some of the best things you've gotten in a group that you've been in? Well, the growing closer to God's the best. You know, that's the best, best part. And growing closer to each other. Yeah, I would say just seeing every book of the Bible and and talking through it, even some of the ones that we find hard to read, but also just meeting other people at St. Peter's that are well above me in age.
I knew of, but I never got to know, I guess, fully and just creating that relationship with them and their family as well. Most of the groups that I've led, I've made sure I've got that relational piece. And so we've always had that in the groups I've been in with you, Adam, mm-hmm. you know, our D group, even we've made sure about every six, seven weeks we got together for just a purely social night. Yeah. We spent a little bit of time at each group talking a little bit about socially, but we did go deeper. George, you always make sure you get food involved somehow. Well, you, you, you have know. to. So, yeah, food and, and drink, yes, for sure. I'd like to know what D means in the D group. Great question. So, as we've been talking about groups, we were looking at what we did in the past. And so, Dustin kind of came up with some names that kind of help us distinguish them. Dustin, why don't you give us those different groupings? Yeah. So, we have activity groups, which is more of just kind of when you think of recreation. So, we have some fitness classes, some different sports. We have a book club, just different things like that. And we're continuing to try to add more to it. Then, we have connect groups, which is the main topic of what we're talking about today, of a little bit more of a traditional small group model anywhere from really 10 to 30 people, that type of kind of range there. And then discipleship groups is an intentionally smaller group where it's more intimate, kind of like I think what you referenced a little bit earlier, Gretchen. And it's just trying to intentionally learn about being a disciple of Jesus and then how to disciple others. And so we've been going through the Bible as the the curriculum really for it. And we have some questions that go along with that each time, each gathering. And uh, yeah, just diving into God's word and how do we apply it to our everyday life. And I always give Dustin a a hard time because we kind of have another in-between group, like our Sunday morning Bible groups would be like a B group. It's kind of a larger group. So we do some table discussions, but it's really a presentation of material rather than a, a strict study where you're talking with each other and getting to know each other real well. And George just wants to make sure we have an A group, a B group, a C group, and a D, D group. group. So he's got to make sure he throws yeah, that, in the, that's the a Bible little bit of That's yeah. a little bit of my OCD kind of there. I, I don't have a, a, about a lot of things, but there are certain things. That, that missing letter, this is one of them. I can respect that. Well, there you go. So the D group then would be uh, something that Adam's been involved in last two years, and we're launching some new ones as the group that we were with multiplies, and each part Part of the group is kind of adding friends into it. So we've got the younger group and the older group. I mean, what's the difference? Maybe five, six years in age. Kids that have kids. Yep, kids <laughs> that have kids. The ones that have kids and the ones that don't. Ones I, it's a little different than that because there's some singles in both groups. But That's true. again, it's one of those things that with D groups, it's a tighter group of folks, a little bit more in common maybe with each other where they're walking alongside, holding each other accountable. As opposed to our C groups, which is what we really want to talk about, our connect groups, both of you have been involved in a variety of other groups, but have decided that you're going to go with the C group format for this next year. So in that, Gretchen, you're kind of taking a group that you had had for several years and kind of using that material. Adam, you're starting a whole new group with your fiance. At this point in time, Adam, you've met, Gretchen, you have not met with this material yet, but you've spent some time looking at the material. I'm just going to throw it out to either one of you. What is something you've noticed that's a little bit different, something that's a little exciting to you? Just any comments you have about C groups in general. I can go first since we've already met. The main difference, especially with the first like devotion that was in our packet, it was a pretty short like 30-minute devotion or walkthrough with a Bible reading that Pastor Adam produced. But at our first meeting, it was more of just kind of building the relationship, getting to know each other. Most of the people in my group I knew previously, either at St. Peter's, high school, so I had a previous relationship, but kind of just getting to know them again and seeing where they're at in life. I just brought out the grill. We made some hamburgers sat in the porch, played with Lucy. (laughs) 
the baby that's in our group just hung out had fun got to know each other again and then walked through our devotion all right now spoiler alert the grill did you use i used charcoal, charcoal yeah all right, there you go. i did go with charcoal yeah <laughs> and did you have like everybody did you bring the object lesson in yeah yeah all right but yeah it was good we're looking forward to our second meeting and after the first we're going to do the second and fourth tuesday of every month so we've already kind of started discussing getting together on the other tuesdays just to play cards or hang out too so so you're going to extend the idea of the connect group into yeah probably fellowship kind of thing yeah well i mean we'll go through all of the the devotions and everything but i think off on our off weeks the group is down to just hang out so All right. So, and Gretchen, you've already mentioned a little bit about what you've seen in the materials. You want to expand upon what you were saying earlier? Well, I love the materials, by the way. They just are, they're attractive for one thing. It's very well laid out in, in an attractive manner, but they just are real impressive, too, because I think they stimulate conversation in a different way. So, you know, people in just a little bit different way. Now, we ran through this lesson at Pastor Adam's house, and so I'm familiar with the lesson, and I was kind of chuckling about how it it brings out the competitive nature of the beast because people are like, well, I think charcoal is the best. Well, I like gas, you know. I mean, it was really kind of fun. That that was kind of fun. Of course, when you bring the Bible into it, you just add another layer, another layer of depth, actually, in your relationship building. So it's, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it very much. Adam, how many folks are in your group? We have a total of seven. Seven? With the baby? With the baby. With the baby included? <laughs> oh, nice size. Is that where you're going to stay with the seven, or is there another couple or two that you were thinking about including in the group? We would go probably to 10. We'll need to, I guess, reach out to some of the people that we know that aren't in a connect group and see if they're willing to join. But I think 10's where we kind of want to keep it. Keep it nice and yeah. Keep it small. So, so we're happy with seven, but if we can get to 10, that'd Are be y'all perfect. about the same age? Yeah, yeah. Everyone's, I think that makes it nice, too. Everyone's mid-20s to, I guess, now later 20s. <laughs> the mid to later 20s. Yeah. Now, Gretchen, your group is a little bit on the older side. We that. are. But, you know, I do think, and I know some of the groups will be like this, where you have a mixture of ages and stages, and there's a lot of benefit to that, too. I've been in groups where you have differences, and then you kind of discipleship one another in a different way. That's lovely, too. It's always a difficult thing trying to match up and over the years have different ways of setting up small groups and matching people. It's always a difficult thing with do you set it by age, do you set it by time, do you set it by location? And this one kind of had a variety of that. It seems like we've got a lot of our connect groups are are divided by age, but there's a few that are, are pretty well mixed. When you have looked at materials, Gretchen, before, do you think this one is too light? You've only gone through the leader training, the devotional one. You haven't really looked much probably at the second gathering, which would be a deeper Bible study. And just and just to clarify real quick, if people are listening, being like, what are we talking about? There's So the idea is the kind of framework is groups will meet twice a month, and one time a month is more of just a devotion like Adam was referring to. And so a little bit shorter and really trying to spend some time in fellowship around a meal of some sort. And then the second one of the month, it's the same topic, just going a little bit deeper and more of a study, so a little bit longer. And so just if people are wondering, that's kind of what we're referring to is more of one each month is more of a devotion. One's a little bit more of a deeper study. So sorry to interrupt, Gretchen, but just so people understand. Well, that's why we have you, Dustin, because you get the details that I forget. I just have so much fun talking to my friends. Oh, yeah, we we assume everybody knows everything we're talking about. I think the material will be great. I looked ahead, and I think it's just right. 
It has a nice balance of, you know, socialization, fellowship activities that draw you in. And even though my group's been meeting for a long time, there's still tons to be learned about one another. And somehow when you're doing that, it also uh, draws you in deeper to the Bible part of the study because you just know each other better. You know what your concerns are. And then you can help each other really apply the study to what's going on in your life. There's a lot of folks who've been in small groups or Bible studies before that, you know, they'll look at the material and they go, oh, this isn't very deep. They want to have something like a D group. And so we'd encourage people that want to go deeper. We have other opportunities, but this is kind of get that balance. It's to get the, the socialization the fellowship aspect as well as the digging deeper, the knowledge aspect. And I think what you mentioned, Gretchen, is important to highlight. In sharing life, you do go deeper in God's Word because you've got that comfort level. These are people I love, people I trust, people I like to hang out with. Why wouldn't I want to share God's Word with them? So, Adam, in your group, as you went through the devotional time, did it seem like you wanted to go deeper? Did it seem like it was about the right amount of material or— I think for the yeah for the first one it was the right amount of material. Our group did go I'd say a little bit deeper than I expected, and also everyone was willing to participate in reading and answering like all the questions. So I forget how long we were supposed to budget for the first devotion. I don't think I budgeted enough time. So I'm looking forward till the end of December with the rest of the the lessons planned um, to see how deep we actually really go. Yeah, I'm just looking forward to the group and. It's a great concept and way to bring everyone back together. So as we were doing this, there's a lot of people that like to have the check boxes or they like to know exactly what's going on. They want to know how much time we've tried to build it. So there is some flexibility. If your group was interested in going a little bit deeper, I think on that first time when we practiced, for those of you who don't know, uh, before we had our leaders leading the group with their groups, we had a training meeting where Dustin, Pastor Adam, and I each led a group and we had a practice where we just did the session with the leaders to show them what we were kind of thinking. And so the different groups had different amounts of time that they spent. Those with all the little kids could not nearly spend as much time. Gretchen, those of us that were in the older group, we we spent quite a bit of time. We had some talkers, which is lovely. And just so everybody understands, George's group went way longer and we basically had everything cleaned up by the time. So I think there was some strategy involved there of making sure, you know, they had to make sure we had everything cleaned up before they finished up. Well, so. you know, there is that, Dustin. So, But seriously, I think that's one of the things, like, it's easier to talk when there's not kids around. And so that's one of the things we play with is when do you have kids? And each of those groups that have kids are going to have to figure that out. It's a little easier when it's a baby and the baby can get passed around. But now as that baby goes through this year, yeah. probably towards the end of the year when Lucy's running around, it's not going to be as much... Uh, fun and games that it is a little bit of a distraction so in your group did you say adam everybody knows each other basically yeah coming into it there was a connection through a friend or everyone kind of knew each other from high school we do have one person who's in our group she was from indy so she was new to everyone but fit right in so Good, it's, a, good. it's a good group of uh, people, so good mesh. And so you can, with new people, you get to, get to meet them, you yeah. get a chance to get to know them, or with people you've known forever, forever. you know, learn, learn from a different way. I guess I had never heard that Mike Clancy was a pilot either. I know, isn't that great? <laughs> I, I am amazed. I've learned in the last couple of months about how many people at St. Peter's are pilots. That's crazy. And it's crazy. I would have thought after 30 years I would have heard all that, but I've heard three or four people now 
in the last couple of weeks and have said, well, this person is a pilot, this person is a pilot, which again goes back to we need to, as Christians, have that quality time getting to know people, having some meaningful conversations. I mean, I love to like greet people at church and say, hey, how are you doing? But, you know, we need to just slow down, take that time and, and actually say, hey, what are you doing with your life? You know, what are some things you're doing? And just get to know people because it's so rich, the variety of people we have at St. Peter's. So do you look forward to the rest of the year? Is there something you really like to see in your C group or is there something like uh, some topic you'd like us to add into our discussions for later on? Dustin and Pastor Adam and I are writing the materials for the second half of the year. So if there's something you really want us to hit, now's the time to share it. You know, I think the challenges we all have are when we read the Bible, it's interesting, it's fascinating, especially when you talk it over with other people, but how do you really apply it to what you're doing in your daily daily? And that's always hard. No matter how many years I've been doing this, it's always hard to really apply it. And so that's what we need. We need application. I was having this discussion with somebody in my family that I love. I won't mention a name, but this person said they only want to go to Bible studies if they learn something. And I go, well, what if you learn to apply it, not Mm -hmm. just to know it? For some of us older Lutherans, the head knowledge is great, but when it comes to hand knowledge, we don't necessarily live out what we've been embedding in our brains, which is all important. The head knowledge is great, but it needs to extend to our hands, but also to our heart. Yeah, I like how... Gretchen, you put it earlier about sometimes it's easy to get into like that intellectual mode of, but I like the word you use relational. I think that's extremely important is it's all about relationships and getting to know people and whether it's believers or not, if it's believers reminding each other of the gospel, if it's unbelievers, then it's sharing the gospel and, and it all comes down to those relationships. Gretchen, just a curious question. Have you seen Bible groups that have gotten too relational and not enough spiritual? What, at least what I found, if you get like that, then the groups don't stay together because they don't have the real basis for staying together. So if it gets to be all social, other stuff gets in the way. Life gets in the way. You can't meet for lunch. You can't do this. You can't do that. I have to laugh about the whole grill thing and Adam doing the grill thing. I bet not one person in my group has a grill, let alone is willing to grill. We'd be going out to eat. But you understood the analogy. There were days. Yeah. I was quite the grill master. All yeah, right. there were all right. days. All right. Well, you know, and the interesting thing to me, sometimes it's all head knowledge, but when we got to the D group, Adam, we were always talking about, well, what are we going to do with this? How are we going to apply yeah. this? I don't know if I've ever been in a group for two years where we've been so faithful. We were probably 90% or better attendance rate through the two years. You know, there was every now and then somebody was on vacation, somebody was on business trip, but I know several of the guys would zoom in and there was just something about that. We wanted to know more. We wanted to be with each other. And so I think the connect groups is a great place to start. If you want to go deeper, we've got the discipleship groups. And so everybody's got to figure out in their discipleship walk, what is it that I need to do to nurture my faith, to follow the five by two practices so that I can every day grow, but also live for Christ. We're getting out of time. Does anybody want to add that last thought, their brilliant flash of uh, everyone needs to know this? Everyone needs to thank you guys. Yeah. Good job. Thank you. Dustin, you have any ideas to wrap us up? Trying to just 
tie it back to our five by two, but also even just thinking about our, our vision 28 and we talk about compelling community. And I think that it's important for everybody to be a part of a compelling community, whether that's connect group or otherwise, you know, some sort of community where they have people around them that can support them, that they can know they're going to hold them accountable, they can hold accountable. And just to be able to know, I got somebody I can count on where we can encourage each other to, as George was talking about, live out our faith, sharing the gospel and where it's revealed in that type of community. So I just think it's important for everybody to, to find that type of community, wherever that, whatever that may look like for them. And talk about in that, you have those meaningful conversations. You can bless one another. You spend time in prayer, spending time in scripture, and then obviously spending time together in worship. So yeah, I think just tying it all together of how important a compelling community is. So, And two, I think this connect group push and the way of signing up for the groups and everything and the sermon series about neighboring and everything like that has opened up St. Peter's a little bit more to people that haven't been a part of those groups in the past. And I think it's just great for getting a lot of the younger generation plugged back in right after college or even in high school or whatever, whatever age group we're looking great. for. Thanks for sharing that. And in line with that, if you are looking, those listeners are looking to make a connection here, either through an A group, an activity group, a B group, a Bible study. I got to bring it up, Dustin. Bible group, not Bible, Bible study. Group, Come on, George. Bible group. Uh, you know, a C group, a connect group, or a D group, a discipleship group, wherever you are in your discipleship path, please reach out to Pastor Adam, Dustin, or me, and uh, we will do our best to get you set up with a, a place that you can feel comfortable and you can learn and grow. Absolutely. Well, Adam and Gretchen, we want to thank you again for taking the time to, to be with us today for this episode. And uh, for our listeners, we look forward to continuing these discipleship conversations and continuing to talk about the 5 by 2 Now, go out and serve God and others.